0: Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We have broken ground on the first co-housing project in Houston, Texas. In fact, the first in all of the great state of Texas. I always like to say that. Although I hear we have some new rivals up in the woodlands. Yes. I don't think rivals, maybe new friends. New friends. Thank you. Yeah. I'm totally misspoke. Anyway, today we have a guest, which we love, and I know our listeners love especially to hear some new voices. We actually have a repeat guest. I think Carolyn White, a member of our team. I think you're the first person to come back for a round two. So bravo. Wow. Yeah. Thank
1: you.
0: So <laughs> welcome, Carolyn, on this lovely Friday afternoon in Houston, where the temperatures are soaring into the 100s. And um, if you've listened to Carolyn's uh, podcast already, you'll know a little bit about her and you'll know that topic of landscaping is near and dear to her heart. If you have not listened to her, I suggest that you scroll through and uh, pick up her episode from a while back. So Carolyn, hi, how are you today? Hi. Good. <laughs> Good. You ready? Yes. <laughs> Well, we wanted to start talking about landscaping and we always like to, the first thing we do is connect everything to community and everybody knows what bad landscaping looks like, right? We've all seen it, felt it. Amateurs like me may not be able to describe it, but I always know if I enter an environment that feels really uninviting, like I don't want to hang out there. And especially sometimes it feels like it's an afterthought in a multifamily environment. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you're approaching landscaping and what this means uh, for, con- for community, how you think about it.
1: Yeah, um, basically we um, as a landscape team have been meeting every other week for quite a while now. Um, we fortunately had the um, option of um, having a landscape architect consult with the community a while ago and sort of talked about what people's interests are. I think that's a lot of what landscaping um, um, means to, to, to someone um, kind of, like you said, you know it when you see it, um, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily have the words or the, the way to kind of envision that three-dimensional space that you're going to be hanging out in, playing in, um, gathering in, meditating in, um, and also just, you know, how that space will change over time as plants grow up and um, mm. start succeeding other plants. Um, so we, you know, I think have a lot of interests by the uh, in part of the community that we're um making sure that we kind of are touching upon um, people's values, um, how they want to s- interact with the space. Um, and a lot of that does come with, you know, sort of the connections. Um, mm-hmm. So taking, you know, our sort of limited courtyard and parkland, um, it, you know, we are an urban high density housing, um, uh, model? And how, how do we take that limited space and really sort of give it, give rooms for other, for uh, lots of different interests and lots mm-hmm. of different experiences? So, so Carolyn, um, is that
2: one of the main differences then between, you know, I think about if I walk into a courtyard of a, of a multifamily Area And there's like one tree in the middle or something that Mm. it's not it hasn't been broken up into spaces that are human sized it's all just kind of like one thing. Is that one of the main elements that you think about when you look at landscaping this area.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I think we heard from a number of people that they did want potentially a a water feature or a a Mm -hmm. small gathering space that, you know, feels a bit secluded. Um, Obviously, a play space for the kids, a more sort of open lawn to lay a blanket down and have a picnic. Um, And also, you know, we are sort of faced with how to separate the parking lot from that, um, mm. that more intimate and, and more inviting uh, open space of the courtyard. So there are a lot of um, potentially, um, you know, sort of um, multi-layered kind of uh, um, uses and asks that we're, we're um, mm. going to the landscape to, to fulfill. So what I'm hearing is
2: that it's like connecting people to this space, like that they want to be able to do something out there. And so creating a space that they feel an affinity towards or a connection to so that then they'll come out and use that space.
1: Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, and and then the other, you know, sort of big um, component of what we are trying to achieve is some habitat. You know, we are, like I said, in a densely urban environment, but that doesn't preclude, you know, wildlife, birds, mm. insects, pollinators, um, you know, from coming in to really sort of bring that thread of green space into our urban environment, which mm. we know is all related to sort of that one health concept. You know, if we take yeah. care of our human health, we take care of our environment, we take care of our wildlife, then we all benefit and it, would, it becomes, you know, sort of a, a sustainable and an and ongoing um, um, environment for all. So it are so goes- like good design practices kind of no matter what,
2: right? Like th- these are good design practices, whether or not you would be in co-housing. These are things you would want to. Absolutely. Introduce. Okay. Absolutely. And, um, and are there specific things that inform how we gather in community?
1: Like, yeah, I definitely think that, um, with regards to our space, we have, um, obviously a planned out parkland with vegetable gardening, with fruit trees, um, we have, you know, the pollinator beds and that take, you know, sort of some, um, some more specific care. We are sort of setting ourselves up for, um, An environment of work practice and community around um our green space and so um you know you can easily you know just go down to a um, community garden and hang out with you know with people um from time to time but having that opportunity to share that experience with those that you're living around on a much more frequent basis that's part of what we're developing and co-housing
2: Houston. Oh, I like that. Oh, Lynn, watch out. They're going to have you out there gardening.
0: I'll be issuing orders from the kitchen of my vegetable needs. Yeah. You know (laughs) (laughs) know what I love about this? I've listened to a lot of, a lot of landscaping talks and things, but I have to tell you, this is the first time that I've really connected the dots on the idea of this, what did you call it? One health concept of, of, uh, and I, and I am not aware that I've lived anywhere else before, um, be it dense or not so dense, where there's been this amount of care and attention given to that aspect of, of where we're gonna be moving to.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's um, very important to kind of keep that thread of One Health in mind as we um, have are designed and implementing um, co-housing. You know, we're at a crossroads with all kinds of stressors from climate um, change, um, heat island effects. Um, We, you know, certainly are seeing lots of storms with lots of rainfall and stormwater um, runoff that we have to manage
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: to, to sort of build that into our landscape model is, I think, really important. Um, so we are, you know, developing um, principles around sustainability for composting all of our materials out of our kitchens, our individual kitchens, the common house kitchens, as well as plant material um, and uh, and uh, sort of uh, anything that's sort of pruned out of our, of our beds can be all composted and mm-hmm. soil being developed, you know, soil with the right biology to, to really sort of feed our plants and, and contribute to a really much more healthy green space. Um, the other big component about our landscape, which has been designed into the, the infrastructure is um, stormwater uh, management. So we have bioswales or swales that carry water through the system and then into a retention pond underneath, um, actually underneath the the um, parkland. And how so does that we help, will, Carolyn? Yeah, what is that? that? Do?
2: How does that help exactly? Because this is something that's a little foreign to me, as I'm not a longtime Houston, uh, you know, resident.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's interesting that we are a few blocks away from Buffalo Bayou, but we are in the Brace Bayou watershed, which is Mm -hmm. a huge watershed and one that's gotten a lot of um, definite attention with regards to flooding um, locally. Um, Any sort of thing that any individual homeowner, landowner can do to hold back water and store it for a certain amount of time on their property can help with flood abatement and and The Houston area. Now, is that the um,
0: detention or the retention piece? You got to give me some hook so that I can say the right word at the right time. Have you
1: got some little mnemonic, kindergarten gardener? Well, uh, we we are uh, we are retaining water um, in a tank underneath our parkland. We mm-hmm. um, will hope to in the future, as budget uh, allows, be able to pump that water out for our irrigation. And so then we wouldn't have to rely on any uh, city water to do that. Wow. Um, we, that takes a little bit of um, additional funding for the, the pumps and the, the monitoring of those um, water levels to, to make sure that we can actually utilize the water that we're retaining on site for irrigation.
0: So what's detention then versus, re, so um,
1: that's retention. Yeah, detention is just for a certain period of time water goes into an area and then it slowly releases all the way out into a a drain or a, um, a, a channel or a stream.
2: We'll get it, Lynn. Someday, before we move in, you and I will have detention versus retention straight. But we're doing
1: both, right? Yeah,
2: well, that's the confusing
1: part, right? Yeah, so we're retaining in our swale, um, Mm -hmm. you know, which will be a big part of our landscape and a front-facing part to the community out um, to the neighborhood. We'll have our our swale where people can see the water coming up and and Mm -hmm. flowing in and and ebbing and flowing um, with the seasons. Nice, nice. Carolyn is, um
2: is soil health, then the idea of composting and keeping the things on the land that we, you know, are keeping some of our waste on the land and then to feed the soil and then using that soil then to create food and, and, Correct. you know, a v- nice virtuous cycle there. Um, is mm-hmm. that part of the one health concept also that you would then where you are, you would improve the soil and improve what you
1: have? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you think about One Health as the sort of intersection of environment, humans, and wildlife, mm-hmm. um, you take the environment piece and you can sort of see um, a whole cycling of energy and resources underground and above ground. And so that soil biology feeds that health of that environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And the other one that I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned that we are in a heat island. Um, by that, I assume you just mean Houston is like a giant heat island. It's more like a heat continent. It's huge. But um, but what are specific landscaping things? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, plant some trees. But what it, what do we do? What are we doing that is going to make a significant difference on our contribution to heat or, you know, keep us from
1: mitigation. Problems. Yeah.
2: yeah, mitigating it.
1: Yeah, I think um, providing a lot of good healthy street trees so that we're shading the sidewalk for our neighbors is really going to be an important piece. And then, you know, installing the trees in our parking lot to shade the the, um, the, the pavement as much as possible. And then obviously the courtyard itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have quite a few large trees that we're installing and so as those trees start growing up and starting to shade the, the area, the, under, the undergrowth will have to be you know sort of adapting mm-hmm. to that to that shade environment as well. so mm-hmm. no, there's nothing static about a landscape which is kind of always exciting and that's also where community can get involved in um, the main maintenance the long-term maintenance and.
0: Right. Uh, Which gets us back to our connection and our shared purpose and Mm -hmm. yeah it's beautiful well i'm just curious so you've got all these you know grand designs you've got this concept down you guys have started talking um you know how do we do this with limited funds we're going basically from this horrendous gravelly you know old falling apart tarmac that's there now and a building that we're going to tear down which is an eyesore and we, we, we are on sort of a constrained uh, budget for all of this. And um, how do we do this? How is your team going about planning for this?
1: Yeah, well, one thing um, that we as a team really wanted to do um, right off the bat was to sort of develop a mission and also guiding principles for what we're going to be doing. Um, and, and I think that the, laying that groundwork um, has been really important because it it sort of centers us and grounds us back into the community and community's interests. So you know, for example, we do have a commitment to ongoing community education um, using our landscape as a classroom. We want to um, you know sort of uh, vision a commitment to sustainable maintenance over over time, and even kind of draw on. Principles of permaculture, which is an approach to landscape and management that adopts arrangements observed in natural ecosystems. Mm. So, you know, we we are you know sort of developing these larger sort of overarching principles, um, not only for the open space and the actual like landscape itself, but for the plantings. Um, looking at you know bird-friendly, pollinator-friendly, edible plants as much as possible, um, and and so that kind of gives us you know, sort of a, a space to sort of always fall back on our decision-making. Um, mm-hmm. And then what we've ended up doing just in terms of planning itself is taking the, the main courtyard, the street environment, the parkland, and then subdividing it into specific zones that have potential uses. Um, mm-hmm. So those prioritization factors, driving factors are, you know, which site What areas need to be stabilized first. Mm -hmm. Um, So anytime that we have slopes, like on those swales, we want to stabilize those with vegetation as soon as possible. So Mm -hmm. our priorities kind of fall into place when we think about establishing trees first, getting the fruit trees in so that we'll have something in the next few years to really enjoy. We want to create those edges, make the parking lot a safe place and the court and the, the um, courtyard a safe space, and kind of develop that edge effect between those two uses that are very different. Um, we want to make sure we're uh, friendly to the neighborhood, um, front-facing landscape, start building in that as soon as possible. And then think about circulation and Um, how uh, individuals will want to use certain rooms within our Mm -hmm. courtyard and our, and our Mm -hmm. space. So those um, factors are sort of where we're kind of dividing up uh, and conquering our, our priorities and, um, and and the actual zones within, within our, um, within our property.
2: Okay, Carolyn, I have a question for you that Mm -hmm. is, so, so Lynn and I are, um, I would call us landscape enthusiasts. Like, we like to look at it and we like okay. to enjoy it, but we don't actually know anything about it, hence why you're here That's talking intentional. Excuse In, me. Yeah, That's intentional Intentional. But but we are joiners, both of us are joiners. And totally. like I'm sure yeah. like we will show up for work days, right? And we're yeah. gonna have our like little, you know, Japanese shovel thing and our gloves on. How does that feel to garden, to like real gardeners? Are you guys like, yay, we've got a bunch of amateurs coming in. Or are you like, oh my gosh, we've got to figure out what to do with a bunch of amateurs. How does that no. feel
1: to the people in our Well, That is what we absolutely need, you know, <laughs> everyone. Because basically the con- construction contractor is going to be putting in some of the larger trees, the street trees, everything that's required by our permit. But other than that, we are on our own with this, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of making the space um, inviting and usable, and and, um, and and supporting our mental health and our physical health in the in this um, heat island, high dense environment that we're we're mm-hmm. in. So we do, you know, are going to be relying on on a lot of volunteer hours.
2: Beautifully said. That was good, good. Yes, well,
0: you. Carolyn, I love this, and I've learned a few new things. You know, when I talk about our project, you're talking about the courtyard. I tell people it's a village green, so I I call it a green. Oh, and now yeah. you've got these little spaces. Because when I think courtyard, I think concrete, so that's why right. I call it a village green. I like that. Yeah, okay. Well, feel free to, to take from the marketing team um, what yes. we talk about. Yeah. And But I like the idea, you mentioned the word room to talk about the little areas. And I thought that was very interesting. And I love the One Health. And in fact, if there's a link, you could share with us that would be kind of like a quick overview we'd like to put that in our discussion notes and the podcast notes Mm -hmm. and um you know as we wrap up here today i'm just wondering is there anything else that you were thinking you would share today with our listeners i know we're they probably want to know a lot more about the details of the zones and you know how and when they're going to be sequenced and implemented but we're holding all that off because i know that that is still very much a work in progress. So yes. we'll we'll let you um, you know ferment the, the concept a little bit further, and then we'll invite you back for a third tour of duty here. So yeah.
1: Um, but is is there I,
0: anything else today you wanted to? Yeah, share? I do.
1: I, I want to just share our our core group mission for the landscape team. Um, The landscape team will guide the co-housing Houston community through planning, design, installation, and maintenance of landscape features, plantings, and gardens to co-create an amazing green space for all. Oh, nice. And that's what we kind of, as a team, that's what we're sort of like, what we came up with and, you know, can always be adopted or, or modified by the greater community, but that's, That's kind of what our mission is. Love it. I'm looking forward to hearing more.
2: Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Carolyn. We really appreciate it. And we Mm -hmm. look forward to this unfolding uh, planning. And I'm sure that um, someday it's going to be really interesting if listeners have followed us along with us for them to be able to come and see it live and in person once it's all up. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for stopping by. We're so glad that you clicked on our episode today. Um, for more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. And we're really active on social media. So check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston. Thanks, y'all. Bye.